So the big question is, why do so many people get sicker and experience more pain as they get older, while others are able to age better, enjoy life, and live healthier? With so much misinformation, it's confusing to know what you should and should not do when it comes to taking care of your body. My name is Dr. Brad Wolf, and my mission is to transform world health. In this podcast, I want to share the best strategies on the planet for living max health, feeling amazing, and aging pain-free. Welcome to the conversation. Good morning. This is the Living Max Health Podcast. We are doing a new segment here called The Morning Drive. So I've decided I'm going to talk to you all on my way to the office and uh, bring you up to date on anything that's happening in the course of my life in relationship to health, um, well-being, aging, any one of those things. So over the weekend, my uh, now 16-year-old son, uh, he's been in bed for a couple days with a fever. And in our house, we just let the fever ride out. You know, when they say starve a fever, feed a cold, feed a cold, starve a fever. So, um, you know, oftentimes when you have a fever, the uh, your taste buds go away. And so you don't necessarily want to eat. You want to take care of yourself. And so he slept a lot, uh, drank a lot of water. Uh, we did some other things, which I'll share with you later. But what was interesting was he came out of the, he broke his fever and um, he woke me up in the middle of the uh, in the early early morning on Sunday because he was having trouble breathing. Now he has had asthmatic issues, and again, we'll talk a little bit about that in terms of what do you do when you have a child who has um, you know some other type of condition that that needs help. But um, he was having trouble breathing, but he wasn't wheezing at all, and so. I did an evaluation on him, and it was in the early morning, and he's like, I didn't want to wake you up, but, um, but he, so he went ahead and woke me up, and he was having trouble breathing, um, but really what was going on was that his rib cage was tight. He said he felt achy everywhere, and that he was, it was painful to touch his rib cage and whatnot, and so we started, I started checking this and that and and eventually what I did was I just grabbed onto the sides of his rib cage and I held them together and when I held them together and he breathed he actually could take a semi-decent breath so I said okay well let's keep doing that so I kept doing that I kept holding the side of his rib cage and he started being able to breathe better now it was temporary because I was holding it and then you know when I would let go probably within about five or ten minutes the the difficulty in the breathing would come back so we knew it wasn't a permanent fix but it was at least uh, a step in the right direction and whenever I'm looking at something and I'm saying okay how effective how effective am I being um, I always ask the question is is this feeling the same better or worse so he said it was feeling better. I said, okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go and, and get up and go into a, a shower, just get the steam, and try that and see how his uh, breathing got. And he got out of the shower, and f- probably for about a, maybe 30 minutes or so, his breathing was, was better. Um, but then he said he started getting tight again. So 
we, I brought him downstairs and we went ahead and uh, put him on the chiropractic table and started to adjust him. And he was, again, he had a lot of pain and tenderness around the rib cage. Um, and so I wasn't able to do as much as I would have liked to have at least at the, at the first time there. But I had him turn over on his back. And so I was feeling around his rib cage. And then I got to his diaphragm. And we've talked about the diaphragm before. Diaphragm is critical that if you do not know how to use your diaphragm to breathe, um, it's a problem. You know, a lot of people breathe upper chest. They take a deep breath in and their shoulders rise up. And we don't want to do that. We actually want to bring the breath down. And what's supposed to happen is as the lungs expand, it it displaces, meaning it pushes your abdomen out. So not only should your abdomen go out to the front, but it should go out to the side and also to the back. So we want to breathe three-dimensionally out from there. So if you stick your hands on your abdomen and you feel, you try to bring the breath into your hands first. So if your hands are on your your lower abdomen below your ribs, you're going to go ahead and take a deep breath in. It's going to fill your hands. It's going to expand those hands in all directions. And if you put them on the sides, you can feel it go to the front and to the back. So he started doing that, and his breathing started improving. So one of the things that I realized with a lot of people is that is that um, they have weak diaphragm muscle. And so the diaphragm muscle can get weak just like any muscle, your arms, your legs, or any, any part of your body. It's a muscle. And so, as the saying goes, if you don't use it, you lose it. Well, if you don't use your diaphragm muscle and you don't use it correctly, you'll actually lose the, the tone in your diaphragm, and it'll make it diff- more difficult to breathe. So if you're going throughout your day and you're feeling stressed or you're feeling like um, you are having trouble getting a deep breath, even if it's not to the degree maybe that my son had, but maybe you are feeling stressed and you need some help, it's a good idea to start strengthening your diaphragm. So simple way to be able to do that. And it's a little bit more complicated than what it is that I'm about to explain to you right now, but the idea is this. Your diaphragm is like a tent. So if you think about your rib cage, right, your rib cage is all the way around, and the diaphragm attaches to the inside of the of the bottom of your rib cage. And so as you breathe in, the lungs expand down and think of it like a balloon. And it displaces, like I said, pushes out your your abdomen. So if the opposite of that is I'm going to pull my belly button back towards my back. I'm going to suck my stomach in. Okay? So that is the diaphragm going up. And then I'm going to push my belly out and I'm going to bring it down. So I'm going to go in and out. In and out. I'm pulling the belly button back and then pushing it out. And I do that about 10 times. And if you're doing it correctly, you'll actually start to feel sore in your diaphragm muscle. So I had him start doing that. And when I had him on his back, I was putting pressure, like f- taking it from his, the bottom of his rib cage from the front, 
and trying to get my hands under the rib cage because sometimes it gets really, really tight underneath the, the uh, rib cage. Makes it much, much harder to contract the diaphragm. So he was working with that yesterday. He was doing the in and out with the, with the, with the diaphragm, with the belly button going out, going in, exercising it. Uh, getting his hands under his rib cage, and we have a device called a rapid release, which is a it's a vibrational technology that we use in the office that um, helps to kind of cut through any sort of adhesions and things that start to develop in the body. Whether it's it really doesn't matter where it is. So he started using that a little bit on his on his um, on his the upper part of his abdomen and the sides of his ribs, and he started getting better and better. And by the evening time, or I would say probably late afternoon, he was he was doing great. He was really his breathing was fine. He was he was taking better care of his body. He was feeling more uh, open and like he wasn't having any problems at all. Um, so, just one other item about this in in regard to my son, who he loves his phone. How many teenagers do you know that love their phone? Well, anytime you're looking down at the phone, you're actually collapsing and you're compressing your lungs. So one of the things that we talk about in the office a lot is about posture. So we want to make sure that as much as possible that we're extending up through our spine, that we're not compressing the front of the rib cage, and that you're giving your, um, your, your, your lungs a chance to extend down, your diaphragm a chance to be able to, to move appropriately. And if you're leaning over, like you're looking down at your at your phone or some or your laptop or some other thing, you're actually you're again you're compressing your lungs, and that can make it much much more difficult to breathe. Now, on a on a more extreme example of this, um, I have a patient. She's now in her I think she's in her late 80s. Excuse me, late 70s. She's actually not that, you know, I'm, I'm really not sure how old she is. <laughs> she's up there. Anyway, the point is not that she's up there in age, but more so that she is. Um, she has respiratory issues. She has congenital heart issues and stuff like that. And one of, one of the things that has happened is that her spine has become like a big C shape. And so... Um, you know, you see these people that are all bent over, you know, older people that are all bent over. Well, you can prevent that from happening, but you actually have to start much earlier. And once the spine starts forming into that curved position, it becomes much, much more difficult to actually keep the spine in the correct position. Um, and, and so anyway, getting back to my son for a moment. Um, so he likes to use his phone. And so he's curved over. So I'm constantly, constantly reminding him, sit up, sit up, sit up, sit up, sit up. And I recently got x-rays on him and he definitely, his spine is starting to curve in the wrong direction. And so, you know, I've been talking about this with him probably since he was five. (laughs) And, you know, it's frustrating sometimes with kids because they can't see the problems that they're actually causing for themselves. But anyway, the good news was 
he he uh, worked he worked through it. He learned some things. We talked about um, about him continuing to make sure he's strengthening his diaphragm and holding his body taller. And so I think this time he really got the connection. And uh, so that's good. You know, listen. You know, our kids sometimes. You know, when they say that youth is wasted on the young, well, uh, you know, sometimes people they they just you know they don't they won't do what's necessary in order to be able to help themselves. So this was a really great lesson, and it doesn't just apply when you when you're having a fever or whatnot. You can use this exercise any time to strengthen your diaphragm to strengthen your breathing and as you strengthen your breathing you actually improve not only just your breathing it decreases your stress it helps to keep your immune system stronger because you're getting more oxygen to your cells and um, this is a healthy living max health tip uh, because uh, you know we need tips we need hacks we need things that are going to help us to live healthier in our lives and to uh, to prevent problems that start to accumulate and build up from bad habits and the things that happen to us in our life. So this is Living Max Health. I'm Dr. Brad Wolf. This is the Morning Drive Living Max Health. Have a great day. If you like today's episode, then please subscribe on iTunes and make sure to check out our YouTube page called Living Max Health. There you will find helpful videos on how to get out of pain and live a healthier lifestyle. We appreciate your honest feedback. We're here to help you.